Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me the wonderful, the fabulous Jess Richardson. Hey, Jess. Hi, how are you today? I am good. How are you? Hey, I am splendid. It is a beautiful day here in Texas. <laughs> I am so happy to have you today, and just talking to you a little bit, I know more about you than I did before, and I'm so excited for listeners to learn more about you. So can you tell listeners who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Oh, man, those are some loaded questions. <laughs> because you know what? Life, life is complicated, and it never, it never turns out the way we plan. Mm. It, 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 so many times I have made a plan and said, this is the direction I'm going. This is how we're going to get there, and then something comes in and sidesteps us. So I guess I'll start with the basics. Okay. <laughs> it, I, I am a 39-year-old wife and mother of five, although we've raised a few other kids too along the way. Um, and I don't say that to toot my horn, but because it's really about what they have taught me rather than what I have taught them. And really, that's what life is about and relationships are about. It's about what we learn and how we grow from those relationships. So about four years ago, we actually moved to Texas and we were starting over our life. We decided that we really needed to bring our family back together and quit adulting. Like I had this consulting company and a nonprofit and we were doing all this big work, but our family, I didn't have the family time that I really wanted, and the nonprofit wasn't going in the direction that I wanted. So we left everything and moved to Texas. And within six months of moving, our youngest son, who was four years old at the time, got bit by some kind of a bug and in one night became completely paralyzed. And between the hospital visits and trying to figure out what was wrong with him, how to diagnose him, that was when I really threw on the towel and, and growing up. I, I was like, I am never going to grow up. I'm never going to adult. I just want to be with my family and I want to play for the rest of my life. During the process of rehabilitating him, now he spent four months completely paralyzed, 18 months learning to walk again and regain strength. One of the things that we learned is that we needed to move again. And so we ended up moving about three and a half hours to the Gulf Coast, um, a small town um, in between Corpus Christi and Houston. And it, it was the final step that we needed to help him regain his strength. Being in the salt water and the salty air, it just transformed his life and he got better. And that was one of the most amazing, amazing, refreshing aspects in my entire journey because I can't explain to you what it's like to come home and see my husband just sobbing next to his bed, mm. not knowing if he's going to even make it through the night. Mm. And seeing a child sick and not having a diagnosis, not knowing the direction, yeah, of really how to help him is one of the most terrifying things I've ever experienced. But seeing him through the move 
regain his strength and swimming was such a big part of it. So now we live this beach life and just nine months after moving to the beach, Hurricane Harvey came through and with 150 mile an hour winds, the eye of the storm destroyed 80% of our home or our 80% of our town and community and most of our home. And we didn't really, it was our first evacuation, our first hurricane. We had no clue what we were getting into. Like we just packed up and left and we were like, we don't know. We don't know. We came back on the fourth day after the storm to see more destruction than I have ever seen in my entire life. And I have seen a lot. It, it looked like literal bombs had went off. A tornado came through our backyard. It destroyed every home around ours. Our home, which is an RV um, that was actually raised for us in a GoFundMe while our son was hospitalized, literally flew like a kite. And because we strapped it to the trees on the property, it flew like a kite and landed back in the same spot. But so we lost our kitchen, our bathroom. We got 30 inches of rain in our bedroom. And we literally just sat in debris piles that were 15 feet tall and said, what on earth are we going to do? There's no power. There's no water. There's no cell service. There's literally just nothing. At the same time, there was a church across the street. And within a couple weeks, um, people started making these huge debris piles. And they would just pile all of this wood up in front of their houses, in front of their buildings. And my husband has been a carpenter his entire life, and we were like, let's just drag it home. So we started taking these debris piles and literally just dragging the stuff across the street to our house. We pulled a saw because we didn't have any tools. We lost everything. We, we pulled a saw out of the debris pile. We, we found drills in debris piles. Like we were just taking everybody's garbage, literal garbage, and transforming it into um, benches and planters and furniture because everybody lost everything. So you don't, we take for granted the little things like what are you going to sit on? Yeah. And so we started taking that debris and turning it into a monument of strength. Wow. And really just time pieces that were built a hurricane strong because we had access to amazing wood that is normally like really, really expensive, you know, like six by six beams that were used for building a pier are now garbage. And we're like, man, that's good stuff. So it, our business literally started in January. So 11 months ago out of garbage. And it was because we had already experienced so much loss in our personal lives that we knew that for our family and for our kids, we needed to find the silver lining in this storm. And we needed to do that also as a service for our community because we would drive around and we would see people that literally just hadn't moved. The same guy was sitting on his porch day one, day two, 
day three, day 20, like the depression set so strong on the entire region because when everybody loses everything, what happens is you lose your mind. Yep. Yep. And so we had to do something different. Mm -hmm. And as we just started building and really talking about the story, we, we just started attracting the people to us that were like, yes, we're stronger, we're stronger. And our products started selling because people wanted that timepiece that says we are better than this, we're stronger than this. And it's significant. It's gifts from the heart. Yeah. But it wasn't sustainable. And that was the next biggest problem was that how do you ship a 300-pound bench? Mm. How do you, in our community was only about 10,000 people before the storm. We are down to about 5,000 people. You can only sell so many people, so many benches yes. when, when they lost everything. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so we would go to these little pop-up markets and stuff like that. And we would sell stuff like crazy because everybody wanted this Hurricane Harvey brand. We ended up branding everything with the date of the storm and Hurricane Harvey, and that was our signature. Aww. And um, we, we would talk to other artisans and other vendors, and every single one of us were struggling with the same thing. We used to be a tourist town. Now there's no hotels. People used to come here for the weekends. Now there's no restaurants. Wow. How do we overcome this problem, this challenge that not just our family is facing, but also all of the other artisans in our community were facing the same thing. And we decided that we needed to do something radically different with that too. And we, my husband and I were skilled in a number of areas. Like we can make anything, but we can also sell just about anything if we believe in it. If it fits who we are and we really love it, I could sell you anything. And I was like, how do we how do we leverage this and so my husband and i said we don't have much technology but you know what with the way the world has changed we have this beautiful feature called live and all you need is a cell phone and so we started going live seven nights a week on facebook just with nothing but raw tenacity, his old guitar, because he sings and plays. And we just said, we are going to bring joy. We're going to lift people up. We're going to have fun doing it. And we are going to start helping our local artisans and the other people around us recover from Harvey. And at the same time, provide the most amazing gifts that give people those same feelings that we are stronger than the storm. We showcase our scars. We're better than what we've been through. And we all have bad days. And yeah. when you have a bad day, you can look at that thing sitting on your shelf, no matter what it is, and say, I am not alone. I am <laughs> I'm stronger than the storm. That's and right. we will make it. That's right. It's, we have a saying in our house. And it has helped me through some of the darkest times and it's everything's okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. That's very true. <laughs> it has been the truth all the way through my life. And you know what? It's still not the end. You know, what's very interesting is it takes somebody that has been through a lot and seen a lot to be able to see the silver lining in things. Because the thing about it is I really feel like there is, 
a point in life where you can't take any more loss, any more grief. I feel like the brain no longer processes. And so it starts bouncing off and you start going in the other direction. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened because you have a story before your business, before this. I mean, being the mom of five kids gives you a level of wisdom that a lot of people may not have. And so you become more resourceful and you become more resilient. And in your resilience, you have created something that is authentic, unique, and profitable not only for the profit, but it also is life-changing for people because perspective and mindset is everything. And it's so weird because you said to me, you said, I'm not a life coach, but it's so interesting that we all talk about mindset. It, a lot of it is a choice, like deciding that you're going to do something positive, that you're going to do something different, that you're going to use it for good, no matter what it is, because no matter what happens to us, it's a matter of what we do with it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I can tell you the day it happened. Yeah, I was 20, 21 years old. And at the time I was selling, man, I had to have been 21 because my oldest daughter who turns 18 tomorrow was a newborn. And I was 21 years old selling long-term care insurance and annuities. Mm -hmm. And when you are a young kid and you are cold calling people who are 55 to 75 years old, that is one rough job. Yes, it is. But I, I, I'll back it up just a little bit because to get to that point where I was even holding a job and working was remarkable in itself. I started being sexually abused when I was four. Um, I ended up being, boy, I was raped into the crypts when I was 16. I ended up being trafficked by the time I was 17. Like, my life was nothing but pain and chaos. Um, I, my dad was murdered when I was 10. Like, it was one thing after another. I never really stood a decent chance mm -hmm. at living any kind of mentally sane, healthy life. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, it was brokenness from the moment I remember existing. And so, by the time... I'm 21 years old and I have my daughter and I'm cold calling all of these seniors. And I realized something really profound. And it was that by the time I am 55 years old, whoever I am now is going to be magnified a lot. So all that happens from your youth into your old age is that your mindset and your perspective is magnified as the decades go on. Because when you talk to seniors, they are polar opposite. They are either the best people in the world to talk to and you want to sit and hear all their stories for hours, or they're awful. They are the biggest, we call them knuckle butts. Um, <laughs> they are the biggest knuckle butts in the world and you don't want to talk to them. You don't want to be around them. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want anything to do with them. And I'll never forget, I was wearing black slacks and a gray and black sweater. And I broke down so hard, I crawled under my cubicle and I started crying, just like snot bubble crying. Like that's serious, like you just got your butt whooped cry. Right. And it was, I knew, I knew without any doubt in my entire being that who I was right then 
would only be magnified a thousand times in 50 years if I even happened to live that long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I made a decision that would forever change my life. And I decided that I was going to be an unapologetic optimist. Love that. I would never apologize for being happy. I would never apologize for having too much joy, being too bouncy or bubbly. My superpower is I am bouncy. I, <laughs> you get me in, in a real life and I am like a little spring just jumping all over because you know what? Life is too short for anything else. And I had every reason and every quote unquote right to be bitter and hateful and hate my life and hate yeah. who I was. But I had to make the decision about who I really wanted to be, what kind of a human I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And when I crawled out from underneath that desk, everything was different. And it did not, it was not easy. It was not a simple climb. It was not an easy decision. It was every day I took one little step towards being more joyful. One little step into being less bitter, less hateful, less angry, less because, you know, when you have that fight, flight, freeze, I am all fight. It, <laughs> it, yeah. I, that was what was in me. I, it, I don't run. I don't hide. I just throw them up and we're going down. <laughs> and so I had to learn how to reprogram my brain to do it differently. Mm -hmm. So when you fast forward decades later and that storm hit, I had already trained my brain to see the silver lining. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's never a one decision once that changes everything. It, it, everything changed the moment I climbed out from under that desk, but that was just when the hard work started. Mm -hmm. And it was that I dedicated myself to being a different person. Mm -hmm. And when I look back, it was all those little teeny microscopic decisions that made me the person that I am now. I love that. And oddly enough, I've done the same thing with everything else in my life too, because it works with marriage. It works with weight loss. My high weight is 330 pounds. Um, it, it works with, and I did it without any programs, without any, anything. I averaged a weight loss of 0.3 pounds a week. So like less than half a pound. Yeah. But it was little decisions. Yep. Little decisions over the long term that make it better. And you know what? It's stayed off. Like even I lost it before our son got sick and I've put on about another 20 pounds since then, but I, we've lost everything twice and I've kept it off. Mm -hmm. Only regaining 20 pounds throughout the last four years of insanity seems like a pretty good deal since I coped with cheese. <laughs> I'll eat any kind of cheese you have, and I like it all. <laughs> but that's okay, though, because that's a healthy coping skill, considering. <laughs> right, right. And I could have been doing that. Exactly. Like, that, that's the real reality. Yep. It, 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 I could have been an alcoholic. I could have been doing yeah. meth. I could have yeah. like ran away from everything. I could have killed myself. Yep. All of yes. those things are very real options. Yes, they are. And we chose not to. And that, 
that's truly what makes something work. Yes. Little yeah. choices, little decisions all that the way is, along. That is very true. Now, the fact that you have decided to um, go into business, um, homeschool your kids, be a wife and a mom, and serving your community, tell listeners how to find you. Oh, this is the fun part. <laughs> Our business is called Jess's Booty, which sounds shocking, right? It's not what you think. And we are pirates. We are salty pirates because you know what? I never want to adult again. I want to play. I want to have fun. And Jess's Booty is really about the salt life, the pirate life, finding the best of the best, the best artisans with the right heart that really create products that we love and we love to promote. And so we are like our website is jessisbooty.com, but it's just like, yes, three letters. <laughs> we are on Facebook, Instagram, all the normal places that you would look for somebody, but we live stream seven nights a week on Facebook at 9 PM central standard time. And really that is our shows are about fun and laughter and a life of reclaiming. We showcase artisans, we play games. My husband is an amazing vocalist, um, a vocalist and a musician. So we, we have a lot of fun. He's known for his renditions of things like Gangster's Paradise and Baby Got Back. I got um, to watch now. I have to we love soul and r and b like the uh, the old stuff it, yep. and we that stuff I grew up on right uh, me as well, and mm -hmm. so my influence in his life he he always came from a very strong musical background, and all I have is rhythm. I can dance hey, yeah, but rhythm I is everything don't say all. Rhythm well, everything. Uh, yes, but when you hear him sing, <laughs> you'll know that I, I am like tone deaf and I look like a gangly unicorn or something. Oh I don't goodness. know. Oh, my God. And, and <laughs> he has some serious soul. And so we just laugh and play and have fun because really our shows were our way to encourage the community to just really say this is our time to play and have fun and really just live live out loud yeah because i i think we as a society really need more authentic belly laughs mm -hmm. you know the kind where your abs hurt and your face hurts and everything is just fun yeah and that's that's what we do <laughs> that's what a lot of people are missing so that's really really good because that's what people need um you know i was listening to tracy morgan i i've listened to the comedians and a lot of people don't even look at comedy or even give it a second look but it's the reality of these people learning how to laugh out loud instead of crying because you have to do that it is the healthiest coping skill you can have and sometimes we even have to laugh at ourselves which is what i'm famous for I mean, I am the butt of all my own jokes. And if I oh, laugh yeah. at myself, then it's no fun when somebody else is laughing at me. So I, I think it's pretty cool, you know? So um, 
that's really good that you have done that, but it's also teaching your kids that mm -hmm. adversity is real. It's going to come. We can't avoid it. You can't expect it. You never know when it's going to happen. It's a matter of just having a good attitude. Yeah. And that it, having a good attitude and laughing at yourself and having thicker skin. So many times we get so easily offended and all kinds of butt hurt over some one thing or another. And really, especially when the internet's involved, yep. it, all you have to do is turn it off, walk away. Exactly. They can't actually hurt you. Mm -hmm. And well, for that matter, even if someone did physically hurt you, if you lived through it, mm -hmm. the memory's not going to kill you either. That's right. <laughs> and That's so if right. you live through whatever it is once, there is no memory in the world that's actually going to kill you. You right. just have to find that strength and say, I'm better than this. They already took that. Yeah. I'm not giving them any more moments. That's true. And so we, I just love to laugh and play. Like I am the parent at every playground who is at the top of the jungle gym, dangling my feet, kicking my shoes off just because life is so short. It, really it is. is so short and I, I want to play and have fun and I want everyone around me to play and have fun because really that's where our joy comes in. Yes, it does. Well, I really want to thank you for being here because oh. I have laughed just talking to you because I got to talk to you a little bit before and it won't be the last time. I will definitely um, be in touch. Your story is so inspiring because the reality of it is so many people walk around wearing masks. And I really want people to understand that their voice is their power, no matter what your truth is, is that it's okay to talk to somebody or to tell your story. And I thank you for coming on here to tell yours because it is unique, but so are you. And it just, it just makes it even all the better. Um, and so uh, you have this infectious spirit that I love and I definitely appreciate it. And I'm glad that we have connected. Um, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. So, um, listeners, um, jessisbooty.com, jessisbooty.com. And it's some interesting, interesting, um, I, I think gifts, remnants, um, mementos, but also, um, check them out on Facebook live. Um, again, thanks Jess. Thank you so much. This was such an honor to be on. I appreciate your time. I value your story, who you are, your journey. And I really appreciate being able to be just a, a, an hour of your journey that it's such a blessing and i look forward to getting to know you more and carrying on this path <laughs> me too me too so um listeners thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of your voice your power i am anika wilson it is thanksgiving week and um i'm so excited to spend time with family so we will have a few more episodes this week, but to all the listeners, please take some time to enjoy your family. Um, you know, life is, is short, as Jess just said, and we think a little too much, and it's time to just enjoy. So I'm gonna go do just that with mine. So Jess, love on yours from me and the listeners as well, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you, you as well. All right, listeners, thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to be powerful.